One of the things that we'll hear more often over the next few months really is going to be increased reshoring as well as localization. So as countries recover from COVID, most of them try simulating local economies, uh, asking people to spend more within the country rather than abroad. Uh, They try moving industries back home rather than relying on supply chains that are abroad. And one country in particular um, stands out here because China is being talked a lot within this context when we talk about uh, the U.S. supply chain. Quite a few um, goods that sort of have their initial um, supply chain logistics and manufacturing in China now being moved to some of the the allied countries of the U.S., like Vietnam, for instance, uh, because of politics. Uh, Some of it moved back uh, into the U.S. because of um, the the need to create jobs there and and Trump's uh, political message. But when you look at China itself, there's an interesting story developing because Chinese consumers have been off late a big spending force globally. Uh, if you if you were to tally how much Chinese cons- consumers spent uh, between the years 2015 and 2019, it was roughly 260 billion dollars. It's pretty large uh, level of uh, amount. This is amount that was spent uh, on tourism, on buying luxury goods, uh, duty free products, sportswear, luxury cars. Uh, as well as for sending um, their children for education in countries like Australia, the UK, and the US. And now with the government really making a push for some of that spending to be contained, um, some of them being very targeted, so the government's uh, been making a push for uh, local consumption for a while now, and... um, you could just imagine if you know out of that 260 billion you know if half of that remains within china so say 100 130 billion dollars remain in china uh that's a big boost to both savings as well as domestic consumption um a lot of that local industry tourism a lot of um small businesses could in theory pop up new business avenues um for people who have had to shutter down their business because of um, the the globalization links being cut uh, get get resumed again so I think I think that's one area that does deserve quite a bit of uh, focus especially given the whole focus of how many industries in China will now suffer because of some of these sub- global supply chains being impacted. And that is true. Um, even from a political f- factor, one of one of the, the emerging markets and closest uh, borders with India, for instance, that's, that's being impacted because of the political tensions there. But um, with this domestic consumption in China, it has the potential to lift uh, consumption growth by one to two percentage points. Um, one thing to note, this reshored consumption will be mostly driven by the high-income consumer group within China. It's uh, very different from the goods-related consumption. And it's a, it kind of marks a shift, actually, within China from goods-related consumption to service-related um, consumption. 
Um, the other thing to note as well is there was a recent survey, and we highlighted this um, on our Twitter account in terms of spending patterns um, that most Chinese people, uh, Chinese consumers in particular, were focusing on. And there's still quite a bit of um, data around how much um, the, the spending uh, within the high income group is just unconstrained despite the uh, current COVID situation. A lot of the the damage so far, and this is reflective of other economies as well, is within the middle to lower income wage groups where there's a lot of uncertainty on income, whereas uh, the, the higher income group um, that typically um, is responsible for quite a bit of this $260 billion uh, um, is going to be uh, fairly resilient, partly because of how financial assets have performed and also because of how fiscal stimulus in China has been tailored.